Hey everybody, it's your boy Gary J. White, founder of Wake Up Warrior and CEO of DKW Styling. Welcome to Warrior on Fire, Daily Fire Edition. Today's topic is this. One door closes and the window opens. Sit back and relax and welcome to today's Daily Fire. All right, my friends, so uh, I've been sitting in this uh, this interesting experience, um, which is the constant evolution of my businesses. And it's not an interesting experience. It's the same thing that uh, like happens inside of marriage, same thing happens inside of life, uh, which is the following. Like, people come and people go. Like, this is just a fact. You know, you're listening to this, or at some level you're involved inside of the business conversation, either running your own company or part of running a company with another person, and... Inside of that that experience, you've experienced this too. You've watched people come, you've watched people go, you watch people start, you watch people disappear. They come in for a season and for a reason, and then that person leaves and they move on to other things. And one of the toughest things about change, and we've had this happen here recently inside of Wake Up Warrior, is we've had a, a series of decisions, not bad at all, just individuals who are no longer going to be on the team who are moving forward moving into some other things they want to pursue, other passions and hobbies that they feel connected to, which I completely respect. I totally understand. I get it 100%. And amidst that, that pursuit, amidst that desire to hunt this down or to chase down this new possibility that they're searching for inside of their own mind, inside of that place, you were, we're left as a company with a door that is closed, which is, I mean, I, people think you can replace people. I, I don't think you're going to replace people. I think you can replace positions which is roles and, and accountability charts inside of companies with roles and responsibilities. But replacing a person is impossible. Like, you can't replace me. Um, there's a lot of people who are very good at speaking and training, but then there's me. And, like, I, I die or I move on. Like, there's no replacing me. There's just having a new opportunity with a new person inside of a new seat. And this, this scenario of people going and coming is where a lot of us get stuck. We get stuck in not allowing other people around us to grow. And a lot of that is because we're not committed to growing ourselves. And so you'll have a team member that works with you or somebody in relationship with you and they have desires to go somewhere, but you want them to stay right where they are. And so you actually create constraints that force them to have the need to be with you and or they become resentful of the fact that they're having to be with you. And inside of the resentment of being with you and inside that place of sitting with you in that game, you're left in this place of chaos. And the chaos is what? Is that you force someone to be where they are. Right? So so part of the, the greatest shift inside of my business and inside of my life has come down to this willingness to just let people go. It's like, okay, you need to go, you go. Like That's an open door policy inside of any of my companies. If you, At the moment you feel like you need to go, go. At the moment you no longer have the capabilities and or desire, you don't want to, you don't get it, and you don't have the capacity to do it. We call it WCG, w, WGC, the seat. All right? Do you want it? Do you get it? And do you have the capabilities to pull it off? It's actually a principle we learned from an EOS system, one of our consulting firms that works with us. And, and as we sit in that place of saying, hey, do you, do you want it? Do you get it? And are you capable of it? Sometimes people lose capability because the company evolves and grows and you've just got to let people go, right? And at the same time, some people outgrow the seat that they're in or the position they're in and they want to more opportunity and there isn't more opportunity for them to grow in the position they're in and so they're, they're required to leave. And so we sit back and forth in this place, like this conversation of having this situation that where where we have to be willing to let ourselves go and we've got to be willing to let other people go. 
And what we're really saying is that when you when you shut a door on a current story of who somebody is or what their position is in your world and what their relationship is in your world, you open up the opportunity to open up a new window. And in every single situation in the last couple of weeks as we've been shuffling the decks with our team members and some people are going, other people are moving to new positions, new hires are coming in, it's opened up new windows of possibility. Windows that we couldn't see and windows that were not possible if the doors had not closed. So here's my question for you. Where in your world, across body being balanced and business, do you have a door that is closing? And because the door is closing, there is a window that is opening. Where in your world do you see this currently happening? Now, pull out your warm-up and your weapon, make your journal your pen. I want you to write that down. And then inside of that place, ask yourself a better question, which is, okay, well, what, what do I need to do about that next? How do I get that window open? And the principle for today is very, very, very simple. When the door closes, the window always opens. When the door closes, the window always opens. When the door closes, the window always opens. My friend, where in your world has the door closed, but the window opened? And how can you get into that window? My friend, what you just finished listening to is today's Daily Fire, a parable and a principle. Up next is the Daily Fuel, which is the connection of that fiery parable and principle to the actual production strategies of living the warrior's way found in the warrior book. So if you don't have a copy of the warrior book, well, guess what? Although this next daily fuel is going to be powerful, won't be nearly as powerful if you don't have the tools and resources to follow along. I would encourage you to head to warriorbook.com and get that book shipped to you today. Man, woman, or child is going to help you either way. So with or without the book, here we go, and welcome to this section known as the Daily Fuel. So, my friends, uh, you just heard the parable. The parable was simple. Uh, we're going through a lot of changes in the business. And I actually recorded that fire here a few months ago. We went through even more changes in a powerful way. But the principle we landed on was one door closes and another window opens. I'm going to link that up to the conversation we're having inside of Warrior Book. We're in Chapter 30 now. We're in the keys, and we're looking at the when so we've done, we've done this already. We've been analyzing this the last couple of shows. We looked at what? We've been looking at this one door, four keys concept. And we're saying every single week there is a door, a significant door that is important, okay, but it is not urgent that it be opened. A pathway or an action, something that you move forward inside of your business, inside of your life. There's this thing that occurs and when it occurs and when you make it occur, the game itself opens, it evolves and it becomes something greater than what you could have imagined before, right? Your business becomes greater, your marriage becomes greater, your life becomes greater. So we've taken that and we said, okay, in order to pull that off, we have to deal with this what, this why, this when, which is where we're at today. We've done with the what's, what do you want, what do you want, what do you want, and then we've been with the why's. Why do you want it, why do you want it, why do you want it? Now we're dealing with the when. So I'm gonna start this off, we're gonna take that principle, one door closed, another window opens. We're gonna come into chapter 30, the when, and we're gonna start with a quote by my man, Tony Robbins. He said, once you have mastered time, you will understand how true it is that most people overestimate what they can accomplish in a year and underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. 10 years ago, 2009, 10 years ago, 2009, I was in the darkest time of my entire, no clue about the fuck I was gonna do, where I was gonna go. My businesses were a year to year and a half from having imploded and closed. 
No clarity inside my relationship. No warrior's way. Inside of that place, I started initially with the conversation. The conversation of what the warrior's way could be for myself. And now I'm sitting here talking to you. And I'm tens of thousands of clients around the globe. I'm looking at a picture right now. I'm sitting here on my laptop of me working with and engaging with a young man at an event called Funnel Hacking Live with 5,000 individuals that were at this event. And we're sitting, and I'm looking at this photo. This is 10 years later. 10 years later, what was able to be accomplished in, the, in a fucking decade. Yet at the time, I was constantly stuck in this game of trying to hustle and get shit done over the weekend. I was like, all right, six months, and then I'll build an empire. Guys will tell me this all the time. Well, yeah, man, I'm so inspired by your shit. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to do the exact same thing this year. I'm like, oh, well, good luck. Good luck with that. I've been an entrepreneur for 17 years. I wish you the best of luck trying to pull this off in a few months because that shit ain't going to happen. But here's a principle again that Tony gives. Underestimate what they can achieve in a decade. Imagine where you could be 10 years from now if you actually double the fuck down. And here's the crazier part. We're sitting in this one door, four keys conversation and we're saying what might happen if you could become so brutally focused, you could become so lethally connected to the reality of the following, which is you were selecting every single week a, an important but not urgent item. And you were able to pull that over and put it into the important and urgent by design and say, here is the thing I'm going to build. You know what ultimately ends up happening? You end up building a business where you get to a point where, yes, you're always going to be dealing with urgent, important shit that, that did, is just shit that you didn't. It like had to be there this week. But as you do this, you begin to accelerate your business to a place of prosperity and power that you didn't imagine was possible. You start to move quicker because you stack these like dominoes on top of each other. Dun, dun, dun. And you start to build momentum and you build a foundation just like taking one pencil, you can break it. Take 50 pencils, put them together and try to break them with your hands unless you're like a super strong guy. Probably not going to happen. So we're taking this idea then of underestimating what they can achieve in a decade and linking it up to one door closes and another window opens. So often we get doorways that close in year one and we give up. We give up in year one. You give up in year one. You're like, fuck it, it's not gonna work. Or you give up worse than that in like week one. So you try this game of one door, four keys. You're like, well, you know, it didn't fucking work. I, I tried it. You're all, dude, you tried it one time. Like you didn't try it multiple weeks. You didn't stack it. What might be possible for you if you were living the warrior's way for two years, three years, five years? And we've watched this happen. The compound effect of results in men and women's lives from living this theology and this belief system, living this game on a daily and weekly basis and living the one door, four keys. What you watch is the rise in economic powerhouses in business. All right, so we're going to take that. We're going to jump in here to verse number one on page 374. We have a what and why, and now we have a when. This is the time frame and constraint which tells us the action that we say we're going to take, this outcome, this outcome we're going to create, and the why and the fire behind it. That is going to happen at a specific time under a specific constraint of pressure based upon time, date, and function. Two. Inside one of my keys, I might say, my constraint is that I'm going to launch these new ads on Google for this new marketing. Okay, cool. Why am I going to do that? Because we need to expand our current marketing portfolio and start attracting leads into our circle from a different direction. So we're going to launch two new Google ads this week and spend X amount of dollars in ad revenue. 
Why is that significant? Because we need to add to our portfolio of how we attract leads. Okay. Three, what is the third question we ask after, after answering what and why then? Well, we have to know the deadlines. Wednesday at two o'clock, I'm going to blow this up. We've got to put some time constraints on this outcome, giving it a specific day and time for completion. Verse four, I'm always amazed when my wife and I go on vacation for four or five days with the family or just a couple, how much I'm able to accomplish in the last 48 hours before we leave. There's a clarity of focus that comes into my mind like no other time in my life. The amount of work I'm able to accomplish Thursday and Friday before I know I'm going to London or Cancun for a week with my wife for a vacation is extensively and radically greater than when I have weekends staying at home. Five, <clears throat> there is something about the time constraint and the finality of knowing I don't have a choice. My flight leaves at 10 o'clock on Saturday morning. I must finish the ship by Friday at this time or it will not happen. It has to be done. When your mind knows you're, hold, knows you're holding on to the integrity with date and time, you're truly going to commit to it, and there's no other option. This will be done, therefore your mind immediately eliminates the bullshit. Six, let's look back at our time matrix. I would say, actually, you know what, fuck it, I'm not even going to read that verse, I'm going to spin this. Okay, so, so what we're saying here is we're looking at constraints in time. Okay, we're not, we're not just saying we're going to do some shit. So when I pull a one door over, okay, I pull the one door over from the not urgent, but important. And I pull it over to the urgent and important. I say, this thing has to happen this week. By design, I'm choosing this by design. When I say this, then this creates an opportunity for me to get specific about the what, specific about the why, specific about the when. When will it be done? Well, I got seven days to pull it off. But that what, that why, and that when also extends to our keys. So if I look at a one door, right? I say, here's the one door I'm going to open up over the next seven days. Here is the door it's opening up. Here is why it's opening up. Here is when it's opening up. I now I'm going to cascade that down into four key actions. So I'm looking at my keys and I'm saying, all right, well, what is the first action that I must take? What is the first action I must take to accomplish the opening of this door? What is the first key? Well, here's what it is. Okay, well, why is that the first key? Okay, and when will you get it done? Now we roll into the second key. We say, okay, well, what, once that key was accomplished, what would be the second key that would have to be accessed to unlock this door? Well, I'd have to do this. Okay, good. There's my what. Why would that be? Well, because of this. And when are you going to do this? Well, I'm going to do this on Tuesday. My first key I'm going to do on Monday at 2 o'clock. My second key I'm going to do Tuesday at 12 noon. And then I come to key three. And I say, okay, once I, once I got key number one and key number two in play, what's my third key? <clears throat> what's my what there? And now I declare, here's my what, here's my why, here's my when. Okay, beautiful. Now I got those three done. Now we go to number four. And we say, okay, well, what's, what's the fourth thing that needs to happen? Well, here's what needs to happen. Here's why it needs to happen. Here's when. And so I may have this one door. Sorry, my voice is getting a little smoked. When I'm, I have this one door that needs to happen over seven days, but I'm taking my keys and I'm spreading them across the week. So I might accomplish key number one and key number two on Monday and Tuesday. And then I might accomplish key number three on Thursday and key number four on Saturday. All four of these keys are like dominoes, okay? If we imagine the one door was sitting at the end of this extended game, there's four dominoes and then there's this fifth bigger domino down the way. There's a small domino right here in front of me sitting on my table. They go from like one inch to two inch to four inch to eight inch domino to 10 inch domino. 
And I hit that first domino, which is my first key. It starts to knock down the, the, the other dominoes. Domino one hits domino two, hits domino three, hits domino four. And when all four of those dominoes have hit each other, they ultimately together with a combined force push up one door and they knock it down. So the door gets knocked down with the commitment to the keys. But again, this requires a what, it requires a why, and it requires a when. Okay, let's come over here to, we're going to just come back in a worry book. We're going to look at uh, 376, verse 13. <clears throat> what would happen, <clears throat> shit, my voice. <sighs> what would happen if we just started giving ourselves more time constraints? We will rise to produce under the constraints that we're given. How do we know this? You have a history in business of producing big results when your back is against the wall and shit is urgent, meaning you can do big shit. You pull off what some would call miracles, miraculous amounts of production in short periods of time because of one simple factor. In your mind, there's no other option. 14, <clears throat> there's a flight tomorrow, 10 o'clock. You must have this shit done tonight because tomorrow I'm getting on that goddamn plane and if it's not done, it's not done. I don't want the ramifications of not being done in my life, so I'm going to commit to doing it regardless of what has to happen. I might have, a lot, have to allow a lot of things that are important to just go away right now, and I'm going to focus on these keys that I know must be done. 15. Time constraints are about leveling up the way you deal with constraints. We don't become reactors to constraints. We create them. We don't wait for the world to put the time crunch on us. We put it on ourselves. Do you know how, many different, how different your life becomes when you're, you are the one who creates the constraints inside your game? 16. If you're the one that creates the constraints, then there's always a sense of feeling out of control in your business. But you don't control your destiny, constraints, and deadlines upon which these things must be done. I get that we're not going to be able to pull this off every single time. Sometimes there's going to be unexpected shit that's going to come at us sideways, preventing us from not always being able to meet our deadlines. But our goal is to create a game, and inside that game, we are the deliberate conscious creators of the constraints inside these keys and this door. Verse 17. Think of the keys as four big pillars, and I already covered this. So we're going to come down. Da, 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 da. I'm going to actually skip down a few more verses. We're going to come over to, we're going to come back to a little bit of, uh, a little bit of choral stories, my friend. Come back over here to verse 21 on page 378. Experiencing time constraints from inside Kokoro. Inside Kokoro, there were two very powerful experiences I had in which two small statements below became beliefs. One, details matter, and two, time constraints get shit done. 22. We got to the camp during the first hour. They had us come out and stand on the grinder. There were 33 of us, and we were just standing there, not knowing what was going on. We didn't have our bags, nothing. For an hour, we're standing there in the hot sun. They were totally just fucking with us. I didn't know it was going to happen yet, so I just stood there and let my mind wander. 23. I tried taking deep, deep breaths, sure that at any moment hell was about to unleash on us. I didn't know what we were going to have to do, what's going to happen, if they're going to start spraying us down with hoses or ringing obnoxious alarms, making us carry shit, drop down and do infinite push-ups. I had no idea what chaos was coming. All I knew was I was standing in it. 24. About an hour into this, all the trainers came out, including Mark Devine. They began to start yelling at everybody at everything. Every detail that was out. If your belt was out of the belt loop, you got beaten down. If your backpack on your pack was not done correctly and your strap was loose, you got beaten down. All the beatdowns were verbal, but they still had a physical impact. 25. Over and over, all the details that were out of order inside that group carried on for the first six hours of Kokoro. If I was to drill home one important specific detail, it was that the details matter. If you can learn to manage the smallest details, like your belt loop becoming slightly awry, you have the ability to manage big shit when it comes. And there was a lot of big shit to handle inside of that evolution. So our principle from our parable today was, I'm going to DJ the rest of this, your door, one door closes and another window opens. 
When you close these doors, and what I mean by that, you open the door and then you close it. When you start doing this in your production game and you start opening more doors and closing those doors, when you open the door with accessing these four what's, these four why's, these four when's, these four how's inside the keys, your game itself starts to accelerate. When you close the door, windows of opportunity open up. Imagine it's like this. When you do these doors and you play this game, it's like accessing 100,000 square feet of warehouse space inside of a building you didn't even know existed. And inside of that place are a whole bunch of assets, weapons, tools, resources you didn't know that you even had available to you. And you didn't know because you hadn't been committed enough to actually go get it. My friends, this brings us to a summary inside of this particular daily fuel. Let's hit our review points. Point number one here on chapter 30. It is absolutely necessary with the time constraints on our outcomes. Point number two, don't wait until the deadline has occurred to recognize when something is urgent. Point number three, if you can't tell the truth, then when you put constraints on yourself, you'll not have the power to actually accomplish them. Point four, just as Garrett learned at Kokoro, there are two key statements to remember in order to get shit done. One, details matter. And two, time constraints get shit done. So you just finished the Daily Fuel. Now it's time for you to get access to the action guides, personalized, customized journaling, and association with others who listen to the Daily Fuel every day for free by heading to warrioronfire.com right now. That's right. Head to warrioronfire.com today and set up your free account inside of the Warrior Armory. On top of this, you know exactly what you also need to get, which is the new book, Warrior Book, found at warriorbook.com. That book, together with what you're doing inside the armory, well, it's going to take these daily fuels to a whole nother level. So get that account set up today at warrioronfire.com and get your book shipped your way by heading to warriorbook.com now.